Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Hey, what's going on? It's the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we are breaking down District 3 activities week in, week out in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey, and we are joined by our Treasure Valley expert, Logan Green. LG, what's up? Brandon, I'm just li- I'm living a football uh, high life right now. I went, I went 3-0 and on the weekend for my teams, so everything's good. The, the Vandals beat Montana State, which was great. I mean, you can appreciate that, Brandon. Yes. Um, so that was awesome. NC State beat Clemson. We're good there. And then the Carolina Panthers no longer are winless. So I'm uh, I'm three for three this weekend. I'm going to enjoy it because it doesn't happen often. I I don't know if it's ever happened, to be completely honest. Uh, but we'll take the wins when they come in front of us. Um, but, man, it was a great week last week in high school football, too. We were – I mean, you did a couple games. I did a couple games. It just, uh, it's a great time of year right now. Yeah. I was going to say the one team missing from your weekend of winners, uh, teams that you have backed with uh, ardent and feverish support council. I know we'll talk, well, we'll talk about that, but <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about the kiss Oops. of death. You gave council. Yeah, <laughs> I curse. Hopefully I didn't curse them. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll get to the, the postseason football talk at the end of the show today, because first of all, we had state championships last week logan in cross country as well as volleyball so let's start with the runners uh, the state meet was very frigid it was very cold it was in pocatello at the portnip wellness complex and despite that we had some incredible breakthrough performances in in both team titles and individual titles from the treasure valley i think it's got to start at the 5a where there were quote-unquote upsets of traditional powers, not just on the boys' side, where Coeur d'Alene toppled Rocky Mountain. Coeur d'Alene, by the way, undefeated and ranked 10th nationally in cross-country this year. Um, yeah. But also on the girls' side, where that Boise dynasty finally was toppled by Timberline. It's their first cross-country title in school history. Way to go, Lady Wolves. Yeah, it's always impressive to get your first, but even more so... Um is when you get it over a team like Boise, right? Where you're able to do it and over a team that wins, wins, wins. Um, and to do it with a freshman, right? Leading the pack, I think. And it's crazy how that, how uncommon, not uncommon that is. I guess I should say, like you look at 4A, we've had a four-time state champ, right? And, and from Skyline, Neela Roberts, it just, I mean, it just goes to show like that it's the one sport I feel like where it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I know over in Eastern Idaho, there's, I think she runs for West Jefferson and she's won it three years in a row in middle school. And I'm sure she will do the same thing where, or she's a freshman this year, you know, just, it's just incredible how, uh, and you have a player like that or a runner, you know, and how it all of a sudden projects you into a different stratosphere, right. And what you can accomplish. And it totally happened, right. For Timberline, where you, you ride the back of your freshman and you want a state championship because of it. Yeah, so Bella Spencer is the freshman from West J. She did win the 2A individual title from East Idaho. But the Timberline freshman we're talking about is Ruby Immels. She runs a time of 18 minutes, 6.86 seconds to win the title. Sarah uh, Sasha Livingston took eighth. Lily Simmons took 14th. And that was enough to push Timberline just past Boise. 12 points separated these two teams at the top. And so if, you, if you're going to topple Boise, A, it's going to be close. B, it's going to be hard earned so congratulations to ruby emmels and all mm-hmm. of the timberline girls that was really fun to watch 
Um, on the boys' side, Logan, we talked about Coeur d'Alene won the boys' title and kind of an upset, if you will, over Rocky Mountain, which has been the dominant program for so long. And then Rocky was upset in terms of they didn't even have the individual champ. The individual champion came from Meridian, Nate Stadlander, uh, 15-12-82. So way to go, Nate Stadlander from Meridian High, winning the 5A individual title. Yeah, so we've got both individual titles, right, coming from right here in the Treasure Valley. So uh, obviously the 5A boys, like you had mentioned earlier, a, a little bit of a daunting thing with a dominant team in there. But to come away and say, hey, you know what, I beat that dominant team. That's an awesome feat right there for him and Meridian. Uh, I think my favorite story from cross country uh, on the weekend came from the three, a race Logan, where McCall Donnelly's George Spire won the individual title on the three, a boys side first individual boys champion in school history. So George, it might be Spears, Spears or Spires. I'm sorry, George, I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but, but way to go. How exciting for McCall Donnelly. Yeah, fifteen fifty-seven on that time for him. That's a phenomenal race, and like you said, maybe maybe he was more prepared than the others because McCall got the cold. I think before everybody else got the cold, right? So he was ready to run. Uh, tell him when that, and it, it wasn't an issue. Not that it actually was an issue for anyone. That's just a a joke. But uh, yeah, awesome job for him and McCall Donnelly for, but for him specifically, right, for winning that individual title, first one. That's crazy to, to think that McCall. That's their first one that yeah. have, have an individual winner. Really outstanding. And then the 1A races, Logan, were so tight. Victory Charter was in the mix for girls and boys team championships. They, they fall in the girls title by a single point to Raft River, and the boys lose by two to Rockland. And so Victory Charter gets a pair of runner-up finishes, which is incredible, but it just goes to show you how tight some of these cross-country competitions can be. Yeah, one in two points, that that's all what separates you in a state championship. I mean, and when you really look at it, that's one or two seconds here and there, potentially, that separated you from a state championship. That's one extra run, right, in, in, uh, in practice, right? Or two extra runs over the summer that boosted you know, runner a over runner B at the state championship. And, and you know, it is the mar the smallest of margins that can win state championships. So congrats to Raph river. They've been all over it the last few years and won a cross country. If losing to them is not an embarrassment, not anything to, to be upset about because they are the standard. I, I feel like lately they are the program, right? Um, or at least they're in the mix in, in one a running, but I think was that Rockland's first state championship in cross country. It was. So, yep. yeah, looks like the Magic Valley has got some fast kids over there. Yeah, and, I mean, Raft River didn't even have a cross-country program, you know, five, five years ago. Uh, the Christensen twins, who are now running at Utah State, Carly and, and Cabri said, hey, let's get a cross-country program together. They had a young freshman named Allie Black who was a part of that team. And then since then, Allie Black won state titles sophomore, junior, senior year for Raft River. So pretty good from no program to – state title dominant yeah and and runners <laughs> running at division one schools no less like that's yeah. also like from nothing to that that's impressive yep for sure now uh victory charter did fall on the boys side but they did have the individual champion we talked about ian stockett had been kind of the dominant runner in 1a uh, for victory charter for so long he graduated his little brother luke stockett uh came through and won the title in a time of 15 41 18 so the family legacy continues 
yeah, congrats to them. I know that's not exactly how they wanted to finish it on a team on a team level, but on an individual level, it's it, it is tough cross country, right? You can most sports there is no individual. You don't want those individual. I mean, they come right, but you do it as a team. And there, I mean, there's a team aspect to it, but you can be very proud of yourself and not your team. And that's typically not what happens in others, right? If a quarterback goes out and throws for 500 yards, but they lose, they're like, we didn't get it done. And uh, but a runner that wins it, they still win a state championship individually, but the team doesn't. But uh, either way, they got one of the two, right? <laughs> um, and congrats to the Stockets, um, just uh, just running monsters there, I guess. Yeah, congratulations to all of our cross country teams and runners that uh, went and performed so well. Up next, uh, you know, the high school season is over, but some of these teams and individuals will go compete at the Northwest regionals. And then if they're lucky enough and talented enough, they'll qualify for nationals. And we plan on having coverage of those events uh, as they crop up here at the end of November and then in December uh, respectively. So say, stay tuned to that on idahosports.com for more cross country coverage. We're trying to beef out our cross country coverage a little bit on the website. So uh, stay tuned for that from Marlo Herford, who wrote a great recap of the state meet for us. And she's going to be writing all sorts of great content for us in track and field and cross country. So uh, and big things happening. Yeah. There's one more name at the one, a um, Greenleaf. They had uh, Anna Dixon was the highest finisher from the treasure Valley and one, a mm. girls. And her name is everywhere. She's another yes. name that you see over every sport. So she just needs another shout out. She came in sixth uh, there, but uh, congrats to her for you know winning the Treasure Valley. We'll say at one A. So just uh, she's a great athlete all over the place. Yes, definitely. So way to go, all of our Treasure Valley athletes. Uh, so that was taking place in East Idaho in Pocatello. Meanwhile, state volleyball was happening up north in North Idaho, Logan, and the dynasty continues for the Skyview Hawks. They are your 4A state champions. It is their fourth consecutive title in a row uh, between 5A and 4A. They ping-ponged there. They have won six of the last eight, and this group of seniors did not lose a set in their entire high school careers to an Idaho school. I mean, uh, what else can you say? (laughs) That's impressive. Not even a a set. Like, yeah. (laughs) You you just clean sweeped everyone every single time. That is, that's extremely, I mean, that might be one of the most dominant. We need to come up with a list, right? The most dominant high school, um, performances over the last whatever 20 years in Idaho they they've got to be on the top 10 you know you think there's some dynasties out there in football teams that have you know like Kendrick right now maybe would be on there but Skyview Volleyball is anybody more in control of their sport than them and they just continue to also crank out division one recruits we talked about all those players that are heading to BYU and are at BYU right now uh just impressive for them to just continue to roll through everybody yeah, super impressive for Skyview. Uh, they've been- you've got a target on your back all season long, right? Everybody yeah. wants to beat you, and it happens in most every sport. You lose at some point, but not when you're Skyview. <laughs> <laughs> they came in as the number three seed, and we're all like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was because uh, none of the you know out of out of state tournaments they played in were counted towards their max preps ranking. But anyways, uh, way to go, Skyview. Uh, we also had a champion on the three A side, Logan Fruitland, after losing to McCall Donnelly at districts. 
Uh, everybody kind of forgot that they were the the 3A runner-up last year to Kimberly, and, yeah. and they were a young team. And Fruitland kind of quietly took care of business at State, uh, held off Kimberly and and Snake River ultimately to to outlast everybody and win. So congratulations to the Fruitland Grizzlies, your 3A volleyball champs. Yeah, and they had to do it. One of the most difficult paths you'll ever see, Brandon. Right? They, I mean, they played Filer in the first round. Then McCall Donnelly was that number one seed. They took them out on the way to the championship. Uh, then they played Kimberly in the first quote championship matchup, who is the three seed. So now they've played. They so far they played the one, the three, and the five. And then in that final one, they played Snake River, who is the two. So they literally took out the. They took out. The one, the two, the three, and the five. Uh, they didn't play you know, six, seven, or eight at all on their way to the championship. And I feel like a lot of champions you see at some point play a team like that. They didn't see them. They did not see them the whole time. It was all top-level teams for them to do that. So congrats to Fruitland for winning that. Probably in the, one of the most tough ways that you can do it in a bracket like that. Yeah, uh, Brooke Hardy was the 3A player of the year last year as a freshman. Uh, I think she's going to win it again, just saying. Um, she and her teammates did a, did a fantastic job. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Logan, uh, I hear some ruckus in the yeah, background. My door, hold on. My door flew open. Hold on. You're good. <laughs> Working from home, it's you, never a dull if moment. You don't, if you don't know, I have I have four kids, so and they're a little bit crazy right now from Halloween. Like I'm sure everybody is, is like my kids stayed up eating a ton of candy last night, and then they've been mean today when they don't get their candy that they got last night. It's all it's a fine line to figure out how you balance giving the kids the candy and how much. And I feel like everybody does it differently, and it's all wrong, right? They're just gonna be upset no matter what. So no matter anyway, do, no matter what you do, somebody online knows better than you. <laughs> Oh, they do. And they do. Yes. Look, okay, yeah. let me, let, let me ask you real quick last night. Uh, what was the Halloween theme in your household? What did you dress up as? Um, well, one of Owen was Justin Jefferson. He it's, it's because other kids where a lot of his friends, they, he plays football at recess every day. And so he didn't want to, he's getting to that point where he doesn't want to really dress up. And so he has a Jefferson jersey, so he wanted to wear that. And so he went as him. Uh, my second was a Squirtle Pokemon. Uh, and I'll, I'll admit this on there. I'm a closet Pokemon nerd. I'm not even a closet. I am. I, uh, I'm i not ashamed to admit it. Uh, I, I have way too many Pokemon cards um, and play the game. So there's a little bit about Logan Green that you probably didn't know. Um, and... My third, he was Sonic, video game guy as well. Um, was Sonic, and my little girl was was Minnie. I mean, she's 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 almost two, and she, I mean, she went out for fifteen minutes and was done. So it's not like she was out for that long. But she loves Minnie Mouse, so she was Minnie. In the cool. past, my kids have been like Mario characters every single year, and this is like the first time nobody's been Mario for four or five years. That's awesome. Hey, I'm glad you had yeah. a great time. And now, of course, everyone coming off the hangover, <laughs> as it were. It's bad. It is bad today. Like real grumpy this morning. It's been a, it's been a it's been a bumpy day. Ugh, Anyways, oh, yeah. sorry for that interruption here, but uh, you got it real. 
Uh, you got the green household for real now. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I mean, it, I mean, we got we got to let people into our lives sometimes here, right? If we're uh, we're talking, yeah. we got to share personal stories. Uh, I, you know, I was big into into Pokemon back in the day too. I had all the games, uh, and and me and my friends would play the games. You, no, okay, never... that's good, Brandon. I, it's not as bad. Like it came out when I was like nine. Yeah. Like I was when it originally came out. I was its targeted age group. Like, of course, I'm gonna have it like well see what they did brandon is they re-released they're re-releasing the original 151 cards and so but not the same exact ones but they're redoing it so i've got to i have to get them all right that's the name of the game <laughs> right so it's my kids have been like dad how come you're getting cards and i'm like i'm an adult i can do what i want <laughs> that's right like, well, i'm like if you want to buy them just save up your money and pay for them but yeah anyway. i want I, I will say I don't I don't have the I wasn't big into the cards I was just the game we were when we were house hunting in Coeur d'Alene we we found a house and uh, it was the most disgusting house I've ever been in nothing was clean there was like toenail mm. clippings on the bathtub uh, you could just tell the house was in total disarray in one of the bedrooms on the wall was a framed um, you know picture frame and inside were all of the 150 original Pokemon cards in like pristine condition. I'm like, I just want to take this Probably thing worth, and go sell it, and then use that for the down the payments. House. Yeah, it's exactly. worth more than the house. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, I think about that. Like, I had them as a kid. I'm like, where the heck are those? Right like, there. Ah, uh, what a mistake. What a mistake. Well, what could have been? I, I do still play my blue version from time to time, and my wife cringes. She's probably dying when I'm talking <laughs> about this, but I, I do play my blue version on my Game Boy here and there. So, <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. No, sh <laughs> no shame. There's no shame. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, I will openly admit it. Here I am. Heck yeah. This is Logan. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, pivoting back to away from Halloween, yeah. back to what happened on the on the volleyball court. So Skyview won, Fruitland won, Melba won the two A state championship. Logan. They came in as uh, the number four seed, which everybody was like, how did that happen? No disrespect to Coal Valley Christian. Really, truly, sincerely, Coal Valley also played very well at state, but Coal Valley lost twice to Melba in the regular season. They lost to Melba in the district final, and everyone's going, how did Coal Valley get the one seed, and how did Melba finish below that? Uh, but it didn't matter. Melba gets the, the victory over Malad in the championship, so way to go, Lady Mustangs. Yeah, again, super confusing how that works out. I mean, sometimes you just, I don't know. They, like you said, I don't know. I don't, yeah, but they did it, right? <laughs> they take that chip off their shoulder and uh, and crush it and win as a state championship. I think that's the best way to go about it, right? Uh, just go prove everybody wrong. <laughs> exactly. Um, so way to go, Melba. Uh, and then, of course, at the 1AD2 level, Logan, Horseshoe Bend, probably up there with Skyline or, or Skyview, excuse me, the most dominant volleyball programs that we've seen in some time. Three titles in a row. Right. It was their old friends from council that they played in the championship. And way to go, Mustangs, three in a row. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, really no drama there either. I think it was um, just a nice, easy run, just Horseshoe Bend doing what they do. Um, impressive run and kind of like Skyview. It's just, uh, you know, it's coming, right? And you can do all you can if you're an opponent, but you just know what they are. And Horseshoe Bend just completely rolls through the competition on their way to another state championship. Yep. So way to go. All of our um, 
Idaho teams, you know, we'll give a shout out to to Greenleaf, who uh, almost got to Saturday at the 1AD1 tournament. Eagle got all the way to the championship match. Logan, they beat Madison and and set up the the winner take all if necessary game. They couldn't quite climb that mountain to beat Madison twice, but Eagle also had a great showing at the 5A state tournament. Yeah, just you know. We can't win them all over here, right? <laughs> um, and Madison, I've, Madison's been in that same position as some other schools. Um, they only lost two sets the whole state tournament, um, and you know they just they just rolled through. Eagle ha- had to play them t- twice, right? They were the four seed. They played them there in that second round, and then finally in that final uh, championship game, and were not able to get it done. Uh, but congrats to them for for getting it to where it was right. Being able to get to a state championship game. Absolutely. So uh, congratulations there. All right, let's dive into football. Logan. Uh, I think the easiest way to attack this bad boy is just going to be starting from the top and working down. If that sounds okay. So let's, let's recap. We'll kind of recap what happened and then we'll set the table for what is to come. And so we'll start at the uh, class five, a level. And uh, I think the the biggest result from the first round in 5A was this Owyhee Boise clash that goes to overtime, a 28 21 win for the Storm in overtime. Now, Owyhee led 21 to 7 in the second half, and Boise rallies back. Trevor Schoolfield hits Will Gebert for a touchdown to bring it to 21 14. And then with just 57 seconds to play, Cooper Smith scores from the one yard line on a fourth and goal play to tie it at 21 all. And you might think, okay, then we head to overtime. Not so fast. Boise actually got the ball back one final time in regulation Had a 52 yard field goal. Try to win it. It missed. We go to overtime. Why he gets the ball first. Matt Irwin finds uh, joy for, for uh, Aiden joy for, for an 11 yard touchdown. Boise gets the ball. They get it down to the one. They have three cracks at it from the one yard line. Why he's defense holds and the storm get out of there with the 28, 21 win in overtime. What a fantastic battle this was. Yeah. And, and Boise's amazing season comes to an end, right? I know that's not what they wanted to happen. They climbed as high as number two, and a lot of the polls were rolling undefeated into a game against Eagle, uh, and then and then just uh, ran into some issues towards the end of the season. Uh, but but a great run, right? And I mean, Hawaii, congrats to them. That's their first ever playoff victory in football, and they move on to the next round. And they played a close game earlier in the season. I think it was ten to seven was the yeah. final score earlier. So these two teams are very evenly matched. It wasn't like Boise came in this massive favorite over Hawaii. I think it was a toss up game to begin with. And it, it showed right going into overtime. I don't think anybody uh, was surprised to see it going to overtime. And I don't think anybody was surprised to see a Hawaii win. Uh, but I think everybody just needs to look at and say, you know what? Boise had a great season. Uh, both of these teams had a great season, probably the best season well ever for a Hawaii and best season in what two decades for Boise. Um, so either way, it was a, a good story was going to come to an end last week. Yep. So why he gets the win, they now have to travel over to East Idaho to play Highland uh, in a quarterfinal matchup. This will be on Friday in Holt Arena, a 530 kickoff on IdahoSports.com. Logan, I'll be honest, uh, the deck is stacked against a why here. This is a Highland team that is a, a savvy veteran squad. Um, yeah. I personally would pick Highland, but again, Hawaii fans, I'd love to wear it if I'm wrong. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm in the same boat. And I think if a why he's going to win, it's going to come on defense. They're going to need to make some big defensive stops. And there, and I, I think maybe if they can get a defensive score somewhere in there, and I'll say special teams too, a defensive, you know, an interception, pick six, fumble return, uh, kickoff return, a big play like that, and one of those, I think they might set themselves up. But they're, it's going to have to start on defense. I think um, that if they can hold the Rams, and that's not an easy thing to do. But it's going to have to start there. I don't think a why he wants to get in a shootout with Highland um, at all, and and it's going to have to start on defense. Yeah, in general, a why he has played a lot of low scoring games this year, so that definitely would would favor the Storm. The lower they can keep it. Um, let's talk about Mountain View. They went on the road to Post Falls. They traveled all the way north, Logan. They get out of there with a twenty four to fourteen victory. They were up twenty one to nothing. At halftime, Henry Nelson, this young sophomore quarterback who took over halfway through the year because of an injury, uh, he goes 10 of 18, 139 yards, three touchdowns. Brody Munson caught two of the touchdowns. Tyler Weaver caught the third. Martin Connington came out and hit a 30-yard field goal. He just decommitted from Boise State, by the way, I saw. So he's back on the open market for college football teams that are looking for a great kicker. Um, and Valentin Gomez-Ricks rushes for 128 yards. A pretty balanced effort here from Mountain View and something that we're used to seeing. Yeah, I mean, like you said, 139 yards through the airs for Nelson and then uh, Gomez-Ricks with the 128 on the ground. Very balanced, and I think that's exactly what you want. And they can do both well, right? So if they need to lean on the pass, they will. If they need to lean on the run, they will. Or else they'll just split it evenly right down the middle like they did. I, and I think we talked about it last week. They're dangerous because last a couple of years ago, we saw the same thing where nobody was really talking about them, and then they make a run all the way to the semifinals. And, uh, you know, that it just seems like they've been under the radar all year long. Their losses are to very good teams, um, and, and maybe they've got it gelling right here at the right time. I mean, heck, they did it last year. They went and played Big Bad Highland in the first round of the playoffs, and they won. Uh, so, right. yeah, this is old hat for Mountain View, and now it's a very interesting rematch, right? They're going to play Meridian in the Stinky Sneaker Football Edition. Yeah. Uh, second time this year that they've played. Now, they played all the way back in the in the season opener, uh, August 25th, Logan, and Mountain View won that night 31 to 26. Now that was a different Mountain View team. They still had uh, Justin McManus and they don't, don't have him anymore. So what happens here in the rematch? Man, I, uh, again, <laughs> nothing would surprise me, but I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean Meridian here. Um, I think that they are also grooving at the right time. Uh, I mean, they beat Highland uh, earlier in the year. Um, their only losses, you know, they, they, they've lost two very close games to Eagle, but at the same time coming off a of bye, like maybe it was better to play. We saw this, you know, the MLB playoffs, right? Everybody, you know, my Orioles go out and win over a hundred games and get swept, you know, sometimes they were sitting down for a few days. You always wonder like, will that play any, any card in this game, right? Well, Mountain View has been going, they've been playing, they've, they've played tougher teams over the last few weeks. Um, they had to go on a road and win the game. They're they're already in playoff mode. This is it. Meridian's going to start, but you know the Warriors have been right there. They played for a state championship last year, so I'm I'm going to give the edge to Meridian. But it wouldn't surprise me if Mountain View made it close. So we've talked about for a long time, Logan, how 5A is going to be one of the most competitive playoff brackets we see this year. Yep. We're, we're at that point. We're at the pointy end of the yes. stick here where I really think Highland over Hawaii is the only game I could call with confidence. Any of the other three yep. total total coin flips. I'll go Mountain View here because I do believe the momentum oh, does hey. count for something. 
and we'll see. I'd love to be wrong, uh, but I'd also love to be right. Yeah. I mean, it's either way, it's going to be a good, a good game. I mean, it, it is. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think anybody can say, oh, this team's going to win because of this, because it's, there's a counter argument to every single one of these 5A games this week. Yeah, well, let's take a look at another one of them. Rocky Mountain, they beat Bora last week in their playoff opener 30-15. to 15. Uh, Rocky is continuing to do this funky thing, Logan, where they're playing four different kids at quarterback. Trey Broadbent is one of them. He scored on a touchdown run. Uh, they've got another kid that came in and scored on a short touchdown run. Cam Crum is his name. Um, Tayshawn Reese scored on a touchdown run. It's classic Rocky, right? We're going to grind it out and play solid defense. I've never seen a team play four different kids at quarterback before, which is interesting. And then for Bora, really quickly, they conclude their season. It was a really fun year for the Lions. Um, it was fun to watch uh, Trevor McKenna on both offensive and defensive lines. Javon Nelson was an electrifying running back this year as well. So Boris season concludes and now Rocky travels to Coeur d'Alene in a rematch of a game we saw earlier this year. They went up to Coeur d'Alene and beat the Vikings 16 to nothing. But yeah. man, both of those teams were a lot different back then in September. Yeah, they totally were. Um, so I don't know. I, I lean Rocky here. I think they've been more tested as the season's gone along. Um, and I think they've, you know, like you said, they've got a kind of a weird, um, thing going on right now, but I, I like Rocky here in this one. Um, I think Coeur d'Alene is, as I don't want to say they've struggled more down the stretch than Rocky mountain has. So I, I I'll take, I'll take Rocky in this. Okay. I like, I like Coeur d'Alene here, but, and again, we're not picking these with any sort of confidence. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> yeah, no, at all. You're right. Uh, I'll go Coeur d'Alene because when they played the first time, uh, it, it was totally different where Rocky played one kid at quarterback the entire game. Uh, and now they're playing like three or four different guys in any given situation. And Coeur d'Alene was playing a different kid at quarterback, Jamison Kazar. And he just didn't, you know, the offense just wasn't moving like they wanted to. So they moved him to, to kind of a tight end H back position. Caden Simmons, the sophomore quarterback has since come on for Coeur d'Alene and he's played really well. And so I think it's a different Coeur d'Alene team that Rocky Mountain is seeing here. And I do like the Vikings at home, but again, coin flip game. Yeah. Coin flip. Yeah. It's going to be great either way. For sure. Um, okay. And then let's talk about, you know, Middleton had to go to Rigby. They fall in a tough one, 42 to 16. I, I thought they had a tough draw. You know, I, I thought if Middleton had played pretty much anywhere else, I think they could have been competitive with Rocky. Yeah. I think, I think they could have beaten post falls like not in view did. Um, I yep. think they could have beaten a why here Boise just the, the way the bracket went this year, but a great season for Middleton. Yeah. And, and, and this is one thing, uh, they some they are prone to mistakes and this is one thing i was talking about with somebody if they can be clean they had a great shot in that game but they weren't clean had a lot of turnovers and the score reflected it they hadn't played in a game like that all season long right even against meridian uh rocky mountain against some of their tougher opponents uh, but they made a lot of mistakes and and turned the ball over a lot and it led to a lot of points for Rick. For sure. Okay. Uh, quickly, Rigby's going to play Eagle. That's going to be a fantastic battle. Um, that'll be uh, on IdahoSports.com. You can uh, catch that one on Friday night at seven. All right, we're going to have to move a little quicker here, Logan. I realize because you got to go soon. So, <laughs> Class Four A. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. <laughs> no, you're good. Skyview beat Shelley twenty-one fourteen. Um, it was tied fourteen all in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, Skyview scores with 242 left. Uh, Cash Buse hits Mason Cron with a 17-yard touchdown pass for the win there. Emmett goes to Minico and wins 34-33 in overtime. Basically, it came down to Minico scored first in overtime and went for two, didn't get it. Emmett scores on their possession. They kick the PAT. They're moving on. Bishop Kelly beats Burley 48 to 12. Nothing too surprising there. P- uh, Peter Minert rushes for 143 yards and two touchdowns. So now you've got BK and Emmett playing in a yeah. quarterfinal matchup. This was a one score game in the regular season. Skyview has to travel to Hillcrest. This sounds weird, but I, I think Emmett actually has the better matchup here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hillcrest is a monster right now, and they are what they are. Uh, Emmett was close in that game, right? It was only one score, and Emmett has just had the number of BK the last couple of years. They've just, for some reason, have, have caused the Knights a lot of issues, and they would love nothing more than to get a win over them in the state tournament. And you know what? If you win that game, you, you know, whoever wins is going to host a semifinal game next week with a with a shot to go to the state championship. And, you know, Skyview, I was very impressed with them knocking off Shelly. I'll admit it. I did not think that they were going to win that game. I didn't pick them on the pick six. Um, and you know what? They, they did well against Shelly. You never know when you got a player like Cash Buse. It, it, you know, he's the type of player that could create uh, an interesting story in Hillcrest. I don't think it's going to happen, but watch out for him. And we'll see if the Hawks can get it done in East Idaho. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. 3A, Logan, we had uh, a victory by Weezer. They beat Marsh Valley 38-16. This is a game that you were at. Colin Cook, 5 of 6, passing 222 yards, 3 touchdowns. That's pretty good. Uh, McCall Donnelly falls to Buell 20-12. to The Vandals were up 12-0. On their first two drives, they scored. Nothing the rest of the way. It was cold. It was frigid. There was snow on the field tough night for the vandals uh and now you've got and then fruitland lost at teton as well on thursday 47 14 so who's left homedale and weezer the same old suspects uh homedale is going to get ready and they're going to host uh snake river friday night six o'clock on idahosports.com weezer meanwhile has to travel to kimberly in what should be i think one of the best games of the weekend Yes, and that's what I, I I've talked to a few people this week, um, you know, that want to be sponsors of games, and they're saying, well, you know, what game are you looking forward to this week? And I'm I, that one, and I think that's on my target of this could be the best game of the year or the best game of the week right now. I guess I should say, um, two teams that have one loss between them to Homedale, right? That's it. That's all those two teams have on their record, um, and tough loss for McCall Donnelly uh, in the cold, but. Weezer looked really good. I mean, they they really didn't have any issues against Marsh Valley. So this will be this will be a true test this week against Kimberly on the road. Yeah, well, Weezer's defense or Kimberly's high octane offense win out. Those are the two contrasting storylines there. Two A. Melba and Marcin played old familiar foes. Uh, it was a, a eight point game the first time. Melba had to rally late in the regular season to win. No such problems this time. They win thirty four to fourteen. They now play Napa Christian. It's it's just all District Three here for yeah. Melba. They're going to play Napa Christian in the quarterfinals Friday night. Well, we get a guaranteed spot in the semifinals because of it. But it <laughs> always right. it always stinks. You know, you're Melba. You finally make it to the state playoffs. And what do you get back-to-back games against conference opponents and one that you played just two weeks ago? So we'll see what happens. I mean, they, they flipped the script, so to say, against Marsing, right, making it much different 
of an outcome. So we'll see how it goes this time against uh, Nampa Christian. I, I, you know, that's one of our pick six games this week, and I spent a lot of time flip flopping on who I think is going to win that game because it uh, it's going to be tough either way. Uh, Nampa Christian won a couple weeks ago, and you know what, Brandon, I I, I think that I think they get it done again here. Yeah, I like the Trojans in that matchup as well. Eight-man, 1AD1, Idaho City. Their season comes to an end with a road loss at Kamii, 56-22. Tell Jewel, Trey Martini, Rory Mulray, all score rushing touchdowns for the Wildcats as their season comes to a close. Notice had the first round bye, but because of the Max Preps rankings, they're the number eight seed. Logan, congrats. You get to go play Oakley, which is going to be a yeah. tough matchup, but we'll see if the Pirates can, can break through uh, in that game. That'll be Friday night, 6 o'clock on idahosports.com yeah yeah you'll be able to watch it right here and um if if you're watching to see notice win that might not happen but just watch for the environment there in oakley it's an awesome setting an awesome setup it should be a fun even if if you don't win at notice uh it'll be a great experience going to oakley a fun place to watch football for sure. 1AD2. Everybody from District 3 was in action last week. Garden Valley. They go to Clark Fork and win 54-36. Tacoma Kelly, five touchdowns. Trevor Korn had two scores. Max Yearsley balled out as well. Tri-Valley. They hosted Lewis County. They win 32-22. It swung in the second quarter. Tri-Valley was trailing 14-6. Back-to-back turnovers by Lewis County. Back-to-back touchdowns for Tri-Valley. They yeah. lead 26-14 at halftime. They get the win. Council. The league champ, they're the only ones who didn't survive. They lose to Dietrich on Thursday night, 50 to 28. Logan, you were at this game. What happened? Yeah. Brandon, this is one. And I was talking to somebody before the game. I think they got the worst draw. I, I talked about their terrible draw, right, for the, for the quarterfinals. And I was premature on that, obviously, because they lost. But they definitely had the harder first round game with Dietrich. I, I think Council beats either one of those teams that the other guys played easily. But here's the thing, Brandon. They they started off hot. They went right down the field and scored, and then Dietrich went three and out. And honestly, I thought, here it comes. This clock is going to be running before no time. I thought they were just about to roll through. Um, first play from scrimmage, uh, Council actually scores on the next drive. They score a touchdown. It gets called back for four because of a penalty. Next play, they fumble. Dietrich recovers. They go score. Dietrich or Dietrich recovered. I think four fumbles in this game. And all of them led to touchdowns. Uh, Council just could not stop the turnover bug. And they were frustrated with themselves. They even had one. Owen Hatfield was running. And I thought he was going to score. He gets the ball knocked away. Dietrich runs it all the way back to the two-yard line. This, this, this was a one touchdown for another turned on the other side. Um, they had three touchdowns called back because of penalty. Um, and, and a lot, and a couple of them, it just didn't even need to occur. It's like a, a block in the back that was seven yards away from the play. Um, and, and, and all of them, I saw them and I said, Oh, why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? They didn't need to do that. And I know council fans might not think that's the case, but as I, I'm very pro council, everybody heard me right. Harping for them as a neutral observer. It seemed that those were flags that should have been thrown and you can't hold on to the ball that stuff's going to happen. And, and Dietrich, they took advantage, right? If, if a team, you can't give a good team like Dietrich, those opportunities, you might be able to get by against somebody that that's not as good, but Dietrich plays in a very tough conference. Um, and, and that's really what it came down to is too many turnovers, too many mistakes and critical moments. And it, Dietrich just answered. Council was down by 12 at one point. They come roaring back to tie it and Dietrich scores again. You know, they, they just, they had an answer every time. 
And uh, it's it's sad to see Council season come to an end. They they were a very good team all season long, um, but but uh, too many mistakes doomed them in that game on Thursday night. Yeah, it's a tough way to go for for Council and and best of luck to the two teams that are remaining: Garden Valley at Camas County Friday three thirty, Tri Valley at Rockland Saturday one o'clock on IdahoSports.com, and uh, we'll see uh, if anyone yeah. is left after next week, Logan. So. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it should be fun. I'll be there for that Rockland Tri-Valley game. Looking forward to it. That should be a fun time over there in Rockland. For sure. All right, Logan. Well, you've got one minute before your meeting you got to get to. So we will wrap it up. Thanks for tuning yeah. in the Treasure Valley PrepCast, everybody. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we will see you next time on IdahoSports.com.